This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, April 15th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning, I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Delays at Texas-Mexico border continue to hurt ag industry. Grassley laments the difficulty of immigration legislation. Mexican border delays still worry U.S. ag. U.S. agriculture sector depends on the ability to ship products between Mexico and Texas, and Governor Greg Abbott's increased border inspection demands are drawing sharp concerns from American farm groups. Jaime Castaneda, Executive Vice President of the National Milk Producers Federation and the U.S. Dairy Export Council, says the totally unnecessary increased inspections aren't impacting U.S. dairy exports, but they could provoke retaliation from the Mexican government, and that, he stressed, would hurt us. Meanwhile, the added inspections that are causing hours of delays for northbound traffic are hurting U.S. poultry exports, according to the U.S. Poultry and Egg Export Council. That's because American poultry exporters count on Mexican trucks to come across the border and pick up shipments from the U.S. trucks, Yusupik says. Produce groups have complained about the backups, noting their products are subject to spoilage because of long waits. Abbott announced a border security agreement with one Mexican governor on Wednesday to help ease backups, but that does not apply to all bridges and border crossings. Grassley supports immigration reform, laments complications. Senator Chuck Grassley yesterday said he would support reforms to grant temporary ag workers permanent status, but he lamented the uphill battle the legislation would face. Grassley, the Iowa Republican, is a ranking member of the Judiciary Committee, which handles immigration legislation. He said a little non-controversial bill like extending permanent status to H-2A and H-2B workers would invite other more controversial immigration amendments and sink the bill. Grassley faces resistance even within his own party. A spokesman for Senator John Bozeman, the Arkansas Republican and ranking member on the Senate Ag Committee, uh, said he could not support any immigration legislation until our borders are secure. Now take note, Senators Mike Crapo, the Idaho Republican, and Michael Bennett, the Colorado Democrat, have been engaged in negotiations for an immigration bill in the Senate. The House last year passed its own bill, the Farm Workforce Modernization Act, but the Senate has yet to take it up. Grassley said while he is not part of those negotiations, he would be glad to, quote, help that uh, process along. Feenstra sees potential for congressional rewrite of Clean Water Act. Iowa Republican Representative Randy Feenstra said on this week's edition of AgriPulse Newsmakers that the best way to solve the thorny issues around the definition of waters of the U.S. is to have Congress get involved. Feenstra said, quote, You have EPA dictating back and forth. Depends on who's in the administration. You know, it's Congress' role to act and set policy, and I think that's what has to happen, said Feenstra. 
to me, Congress needs to legislate and keep agencies like the EPA out of it. You can listen to Feenstra's full interview on AgriPulse Newsmakers, which will be live on our website later today. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. China dominates U.S. corn trade in the first week of April. China looking to lock down supplies of corn as the Russian invasion continues to stymie Ukrainian exports purchased more than 1.7 million metric tons in the first week of April, that according to the latest trade data out of the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. Of the total purchases, about 1.3 million tons are for delivery in the current 21-22 marketing year, and other 408,000 tons are for delivery in the 22-23 marketing year, which starts September 1. China, also the top destination for fiscal exports of U.S. corn from April 1st to 7th. The U.S. shipped 471,000 tons of corn to China during the week. Mexico, Japan, and Canada were also major destinations. Livestock methane emissions down slightly in 2020, according to the EPA. Methane emissions from beef cattle dropped slightly in 2020, the Environmental Protection Agency says, in its latest greenhouse gas emission report, which found that total U.S. greenhouse gases were down 9% in 2020, largely due to impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic on travel and economic activity. From 2019 to 2020, Methane emissions from enteric fermentation, which come mostly from belching, decreased by half of a percent, largely driven by a decrease in cattle populations, EPA said. Beef cattle went from 126.5 million metric tons of carbon equivalent to 125.3 million metric tons. Dairy cattle emissions went up from 43.3 million metric tons to 43.6 million metric tons. Mary Thomas Hart, the National Cattlemen's Beef Association Environmental Council, said that based on the inventory, direct emissions from beef cattle continue to be only 2% of overall U.S. greenhouse gas emissions, and that per pound emissions from cattle production have decreased 40% since 1960. American Farm Bureau Federation economist Shelby Myers says the data shows that the overall emissions from U.S. livestock continue to be less than 3% of overall U.S. greenhouse gas emissions. In addition, she noted that methane emissions in 2020 represent less than 11% of all greenhouse gases in the U.S., whereas carbon dioxide emissions are 79% of U.S. greenhouse gases. 
Fertilizer manufacturer CF Industries warns of delays in nitrogen shipments. CF Industries is warning that shipments of nitrogen fertilizer will be delayed because of railroad-mandated shipping reductions imposed by Union Pacific. Union Pacific told the fertilizer manufacturer on April 8th it would have to reduce its shipments by nearly 20% and that non-compliance will result in the embargo of its facilities by the railroad, CF said in a news release yesterday. As a result, the company said it, quote, may not have available shipping capacity to take new rail orders involving Union Pacific Rail Lines to meet late-season demand for fertilizer. The railroad said it was taking a series of actions to address congestion, including partnering with customers to begin a metered approach in the coming days, spokesperson Kristen South told AgriPulse. The approach allows us to continue serving all customers while simultaneously working through a backlog of cars, restoring our ability to process volume. An approach was successfully applied last year with West Coast intermodal traffic, South said. The Surface Transportation Board has scheduled a hearing for April 26th and 27th on rail service issues that have prompted complaints from the National Green and Grain and Feed Association and Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, April 15th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.